it looks like Godzilla, but due to international copyright laws, it's not. Still, we should run like it is Godzilla! Though it isn't. Find your way home. Furiosa. A comic book movie guy. Episode 59 of Comic Book Movie Guy, the podcast. Oh, this is going to be a good one. So here's what here's what went down. All right, like plain and simple. I'll just I'll just lay it out for you guys. So a couple of weeks ago, I was supposed to go and see Napoleon with Joaquin Phoenix, and I bitched out. I did. You know, like I was gonna go see it, and then we looked up reviews. I hung out with. A couple of guys, uh, Austin, Tyrell, and Michael. Michael and Tyrell went into a store to grab something. And then as they were in that store, Austin and I sat there and we looked up the reviews for Napoleon. Well, I did. And we just, you know, something tickled, something tickled our brains. And I know the intro gave it away. But Godzilla minus one was in town. And not everywhere. It was at the Scotiabank Theater at West Edmonton Mall. So Austin and I being who we are, we immediately want to change the plan because, you know, Godzilla minus one. It's a Godzilla movie. We got to go see that, right? You have to. And you hear nothing but good things. Uh Uh-oh, it's a foreign film. It's a Japanese film through and through. And we think to ourselves, okay, who are we with? We're with two guys who are, go with the flow, absolutely. Always go with the flow. Love those two guys. Shout out to Austin and Tyrell, or to Michael and Tyrell. Um, So they come back, and they get in the vehicle, and Austin and I kind of look at each other, and we look at them, and we go, boys, just, just listen for a second. There's a 1030 Godzilla minus one at the Scotiabank Theater at West Edmonton Mall. And both of them go, Godzilla minus one, what is that? And rightfully so. 
it's not a big thing. It's not a big movie that you sort of hear about every day. There hasn't been a ton of advertisements on TV for it. But we say to them, listen, it's going to be good. I bring up the trailer. I show them both. Well, Michael heard it. Tyrell watched it with me. And man, the trailer kind of, well, Tyrell says, I'm sold. And I go, all right. And Michael goes, yeah, let's do it. So, boom, plans have changed. We've won. Austin and I have won because we know this Godzilla movie is going to be good. It's not every day that a foreign film comes through. And we, we broke the news to these two guys that it was foreign. And they kind of, you know, that's, it's a warning. It's a warning shot. It's, it's a red flag for some, for sure. I'm going to a movie. I got to read the whole fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like, I get that. I get that side of it for sure. For sure. So the fact that those guys followed through and just went and saw Godzilla minus one with us. Bravo to you. Golf clap on that one, gentlemen. And we get there. And of course, it's early now because we were planning to go see Napoleon at seven. And I should mention this. I have let my grandmother, my British grandmother down because she went and saw Napoleon weeks before I did or was going to. And she's sending me these cute little grandma texts and like asking me if I want some beautiful like chalices or I can't remember what she called them. I'm literally going through my phone right now to, to find my texts. She says, I have eight sherry glasses for each style. And she sends me pictures of them and they're beautiful, beautiful sherry glasses. I'm not a sherry drinker, but maybe I'll try sherry if I have sherry glasses. Anyways. I then say thanks to her, let her know that I'll take them, and then I say that we're looking forward to visiting with her because she's coming up this weekend. My British grandma's coming up this weekend, and we're going to go and visit her on Friday and uh, have, a, have a chat, have a chat. And, and what, what does grandma, what does grandma send back? She says, she says, we must discuss, in quotes, Napoleon when I see you. Oh, can you imagine the look on my grandma's face when I go, I went and saw Godzilla minus one. Not Napoleon. I didn't learn about history. I learned, you know what? Godzilla is history. It is. It is history. It's a historic character. It's been in everything. I've known of Godzilla since I was born because Godzilla is everywhere. And in 2014, we got a Godzilla movie that was just plain awful from a human standpoint, but a really cool Godzilla. Like, we saw really human elements that didn't really work in that film, but the Godzilla elements worked so well, and he was threatening, and he was awesome. I didn't think it could ever be topped. By the way, I should formally apologize to my grandma. I'm sorry, grandma. I didn't go see Napoleon. And I know that you enjoyed it, and I'm sure if you enjoyed it, I will definitely enjoy it because it's intellectual. If, it's, if Grandma enjoyed it, it's an intellectual watch, absolutely. And, you know, she, she did mention, too, that it's important to know the history. So maybe, you know, maybe Napoleon's a watch at home for me. Maybe I sit down and watch Apple TV 
and I stream the four-hour version of it. Uh, but I do a little homework beforehand. Like, that's not a problem, is it? To do a little homework on Napoleon before I go and watch a movie about Napoleon? And I mean, history, it, it flips back and forth, does it not? And, you know, I have to say this, by the way. This, my, my brain is everywhere because my work week has been just extremely busy. It's been the busiest it's been since I started working uh, in 2014. That's 10 years ago almost. It'll be 10 years in April I've been doing what I'm doing. And that, to me, was a bit of a reality check. But the point I'm getting at is the slap in the face, the audacity we have. We're at Godzilla Minus One, about to go into the theater, and we take a selfie in front of the IMAX Napoleon poster. I hope Grandma never sees that. You know? Just break her break her heart. Um... Anyways, no, I, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about Godzilla because it is like Godzilla, man, the roar in 2014 when that, when that lizard, you know, they really tease him the whole movie. There's teases of his size. There's teases of what this could look like. You know what I mean? Like there's old footage and stuff that they tease, they tease you basically the whole film. And then Godzilla shows up and it's like, whoa, like this thing is awesome. Like it's obviously a big CGI lizard, but still. It's cool. I was into Godzilla. I've never seen the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. That is one that I just, I've never touched. You know, it's, it's Matthew Broderick running through the street and there's this giant Godzilla foot behind him. Maybe it's good. Maybe I'm out to lunch. I don't know. Like, I haven't tried it. But that's the other Godzilla movie I'm thinking of. I'm sure there's a 1950s, 1960s Godzilla. Like, he's always been around. And now we're getting into... Kong and Godzilla. First, they were facing off against each other, and now King Kong and Godzilla will um, work together, it looks like. It's interesting to me watching that trailer. I didn't know what to think of it. They've basically, they've glamorized and brightened Godzilla to the point where he's literally pink. Like, his nuclear, uh, his nuclear flame that comes out of his mouth, his breath, his nuke breath, his... Uh, it's, it's pink, and his eyes are glowing pink. And then there's a shot of him running full speed beside King Kong, who looks like he's wearing like a, like a, like a hand. Uh, like it looks like a cast almost that he's wearing on his hand, something to protect his arm. Like these, these beings are intelligent, and they're really going all in on the MonsterVerse. And it looks, you know, it looks like a big CGI blockbuster movie, and I hope that Warner Brothers does good with that. And... I won't be seeing it in theaters because I'm just, I kind of fell off the MonsterVerse after uh, Kong Skull Island. Um, Kong Skull Island was really, really good. I liked that one a lot. I thought what they did with Kong, the characters that they had in that one, um, it was phenomenal. Like, really, really fun movie. And an action movie that got me hyped to see him face off against Godzilla. And, you know, ultimately when, when that all went down, Godzilla versus Kong, it was mediocre for me. Like, there were some cool things, but it, at the end of the day, it's just two CGI monsters fighting each other. And for me, it's just not... It's not a, it's not a home run. Um, it doesn't hit home for me. But this movie, Godzilla Minus One, run, don't walk, to go see it. We looked up the reviews for Napoleon, and it was like, long, you know not Ridley Scott's best, things like this were coming up. 
And then I look up the reviews, the reviews for Godzilla minus one. And the first review I read, and this is why sometimes, you know, it's okay to look at reviews before a movie. I really feel that because people's opinions, like they don't have to be the end all be all of what you decide to do. But at the same time, when I hear this, when I read this title, it's like, it's night and day. It says, walk, it says, run, don't walk to see Godzilla minus one. And boy, did we run. We were there so early, in fact, that we went to the rec room in West Edmonton Mall for what was, what felt like 20 minutes, but I'm sure was two and a half hours. Man, it's fun in there. When you go with a bunch of buddies, I know a lot of, a lot of you guys have definitely been to the rec room. I've been to the rec room a handful of times. The West End one was a little crowded. It was, it was strange because you can carry around your alcohol, right? And you're carrying around these alcoholic beverages and there's kids, there's kids everywhere. And you're like, holy shit, like this is, this is crazy. Like I'm just like drinking this beer openly in front of this child playing air hockey, you know? And we got into this soccer game, man. Oh, the soccer game was so fun. And we just started to figure it out as a team near the end, the four of us there. And yeah, I would go back to the rec room and I would take another shot at that soccer game, man. It was so fun. The ball is like sitting on a, I don't know if it's just like a peg or what, but when you like kick it, that's how you pass and stuff. You can like kick it to slide tackle and then you use the joystick to run. Man, it was fun. And we really got into it because we were all playing on the same team. And then, you know, you have a couple of drinks and the buzz is good. The, the feeling is good. And the, the, the rec room vibe is just overall a really good time. And then we went and played like four-way air hockey, foosball. Like foosball is so fun. I forgot how fun that is. My next door neighbor when I was young had a foosball table. And it was the first foosball table that I had ever taken part in. And I remember we, we logged some hours, me and him, on that on that foosball table. It's fun when you get into it and when you get good or when you start to feel like you're getting good. The hardest part in foosball is defending. It's defending, is it not? Because you can rip that ball as hard as you want, but if you're not defending it or if you're not keeping your goal, it's over for you. Like Tyrell and I, we lost to Austin and Michael probably three times in a row. Changed sides because we're, oh, you know, the table... It's the table. It's leaning towards you. And we just got wiped. We just got destroyed again and again and again. We sucked. We sucked so bad. It's so hard, but it's also so fun. Getting back to the film, like walking through that mall, getting to the Scotiabank Theater, going up and like paying, you know, and all that stuff. It just, it, it didn't feel the same as the South Cineplex. It was fun to kind of walk through the mall. Like we parked on, well, we parked on the right side of it. We walked all the way down to the one side of the mall to go to the rec room. And then we walked all the way back to the Scotiabank Theater to go see the movie. We sit down, I got my popcorn, got two beers. Like that's the other thing too, right? Is like Cineplex is giving you beers now. And that's awesome. Like you can go and have a couple of beers while you watch Godzilla Minus One right from the get-go, right from the get-go, man. This movie is just like, it's awesome. Like, yes, you have to read it, and it is subtitled, but the Japanese language is, it's very intriguing. It's nice to follow. Like, I really enjoyed following the language, but while also uh, reading the subtitles, and you have time. You can read the subtitles 
it's it's very it's a very um, easy film to read. I thought. I thought it was easy to follow, easy to read, and you really get a connection to the main character. Like, bang, bang, you're in it. And we see Godzilla for the first time, and you're like, oh, shit. He's like, they really gave him, like, an angry look. Like, he is menacing in this film. And then you see his, you see his nuclear breath for the first time. Holy shit. Like... When he's charging up, his spikes start to shoot up. I'm sure all of you have seen it in the trailer, and if you have not, that's fine. You will see it one day, I'm sure, if you're a Godzilla fan. It's just on the big screen, man, when that thing's loading up, and his nuclear breath, it's a full-on nuclear bomb. Like, it shoots, and it hits, it lands, and it, when it explodes, man, you feel that explosion. Like, he was menacing. This Godzilla was by far the coolest Godzilla that I've seen on screen. And when you get so invested into these characters, it's like you want to, I don't know, help them. <laughs> like when Godzilla starts storming the city, man, it is, it's a time. That was a fun movie. I had so much fun in Godzilla Minus One. And the conclusion to it all is... It's so good. It was so, so good. Like, I had chills. Our, our audience in our theater applauded. That's how good it was. I don't remember the last film I saw that there was an applause. Um, I think of maybe an Avengers film. It wasn't Infinity War because everybody was sobbing by the end of that one. But Endgame, however, I think that that was the film. That was the film that I heard an applause. And it wasn't just for me, okay? Like, there was other people who were applauding in that film. Um, but yeah, this was like, it was a respectful audience. Everybody was so invested the whole time. And like, the applause just put the, the cherry on top, man. It was, it was a, from start to finish, really good movie. And I don't want to spoil the ending because it is so cool and so badass the way the main character goes goes at Godzilla and just you just feel every moment of it it's uh the score is phenomenal I added Godzilla minus one intro uh to this podcast and I throw that that clip in there from Austin Austin Powers because that was a really really funny moment when I watched that for the first time and I thought that oh run for your life it's Godzilla like that's that is that is what I knew until I saw 2014 Godzilla as like the go-to Godzilla things, you know? Like you'd hear people say, run for your life, it's Godzilla, right? You'd hear that all the time. And I always, you know, Godzilla was always cool to me. And this movie, this Godzilla Minus One, one thing I wanted to say is it reminded me in ways of how I felt when I watched Peter Craig's King Kong, 2005 King Kong. And mind you, like when I watched that, the CGI blew me away for that time. And the CGI still holds up. It does. There's parts of that movie where you know it's 2005. But at the same time, it was like a really stellar cast. That's what Godzilla Minus One had. King Kong was menacing. You know, there was legitimate threats. And you felt for all of the characters that were involved with Godzilla Minus One. And you felt for all the characters in Peter Craig's King Kong. And that's, that's the difference right there. That's, that's the difference, you know, between a MonsterVerse movie and 
just a straight up awesome movie about a monster, you know, and that's what Godzilla minus one was. So I also applaud this Godzilla minus one and I want to move on in this podcast because there's been all kinds of trailers dropping, like all kinds of trailers, like too many to talk about and more to come. And with all kinds of different news coming out, like Superman Legacy has a Lex Luthor. Yes, that's right. You heard correctly. Lex Luthor has been cast in James Gunn's Superman Legacy, and it will be Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt, if you do not know his story, he has now auditioned for the Batman. Lost that. He was the runner-up to Robert Pattinson. And then he auditioned for Superman and lost that to David Cornsweet. And he was the runner-up there. So you lose two of the biggest DC heroes of all time by a hair. And then you get the gift that is Lex Luthor. I believe that Lex Luthor, in this version of, of Superman, he's going he's gonna to be great. And Nicholas Holt is a really good actor. You know, I loved him as the Beast in the X-Men series. I loved him in Mad Max Fury Road. And that leads me into the trailer I want to talk about today. And that's Mad Max Furiosa. That's Furiosa. You're right. Charlize Theron played Furiosa in Mad Max Fury Road. I know people who aren't fans of the Mad Max. I know people who aren't fans of Mad Max Fury Road. Maybe not up their alley, let's say. Maybe a little too action-packed. Who knows what the case is? Maybe a little too weird, because it is a weird sort of concept, isn't it? But at the same time, I really thought when I saw this trailer for Furiosa, I felt the same vibes that George Miller gave us in Fury Road. And when I saw Fury Road in theaters, I was out of my seat, man. It was an awesome film in theaters. So I will be going to see Furiosa. Let's mention Chris Hemsworth, because come on, Chris Hemsworth as, forget what his character's name is. I thought he was playing Immortan Joe, but he's not. Obviously, we see Immortan Joe in the trailer, and uh, he's faced off against Chris Hemsworth. So that was interesting. Doesn't even look like Chris at times. And I like his, lady and gentlemen. Do you have it in you to make it interesting or whatever, right? Like he's got that natural Australian accent. So it works and I'd, I like to see him in a bit of a villain role. And Furiosa, I want to see Anya Taylor-Joy. I always, always struggle with her name, but Anya Taylor-Joy is Queen's Gambit, is the Northman, is the witch. Robert Eggers loves her uses her in a lot of his films and more to come. And I talk about Nicholas Holt. He was in Mad Max Fury Road, like I mentioned, but also he's in an upcoming film for Robert Eggers. Nostafaru? 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 Whatever the hell it's called. It's hard to pronounce. I've never heard it pronounced. I'm sure many of my friends would be able to pronounce it. I cannot at the moment. So, with that being said, this is said to be a horror film and apparently Bill Scar or sorry, Nicholas Holt is not recognizable in this film. He's supposed to be so good. Like just give us the Robert Eggers trailer already. I need it. 
I need it. It's going to be good. I also wanted to say that in Furiosa, we see Anya Taylor-Joy go through a bit of a journey in that trailer. You know, she goes from having hair to not having hair. She goes from having two arms to not having two arms. And we know Charlize Theron in Mad Max Fury Road has the mechanical arm. So I'm curious to see how that all goes down and what George has in mind for, for showing us this sort of origin of Furiosa. And I encourage you to watch Mad Max Fury Road. It's a really good Warner Brothers film. And Tom Hardy's great. Charlize Theron's great. And it's kind of all you need to see if you want to go and see Furiosa in a way. That's how I, that's how I feel. Like They kind of will go hand in hand in the sense that Furiosa's story will ring true um, in Fury Road as it will in her origin story in Furiosa. So I am... If you can't tell, I'm speaking a little fast today. And like I said, I've been busy at work. I've got a minute to myself here. My kitchen is an absolute mess in front of me. Dishes everywhere. You know what I mean? And I know that tonight's the night I'm going to do them. But I had a second to chat with you guys. And that's kind of... That's kind of made me a little bit more motivated to continue on with what it is I'm doing today um, at, in my home that is and getting to work and uh, doing doing the things that I love um, it's remember that it's a privilege to do the things that you love this here me talking to you guys for 25 minutes that's a privilege you know it's been a privilege to talk to you guys today and if you're listening and you're at work or if you're listening and you're on the road, just take a minute and be like, hey, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be, <laughs> to be driving home from work today. You know, I got my own two feet, got my own two arms. I'm no, I'm no one-armed Furiosa. And uh, yeah, I think I got everything off my chest. I really do. I don't know what to talk about next. I never know what to talk about next these days. Because there is lots of news out there. There's lots of rumors. There's lots of chatter, if you will, um, about the movie world and all of the superhero movie worlds and all that stuff. So you know I'll be back. I love doing this. And, you know, it's been kind of a once a month basis here for the last little while because it has been busy. But this has been so refreshing and it makes me want to come back to the mic again. And I thank you all for listening to this episode. So I'll leave you with that. I hope you have a good rest of your day or rest of your night, wherever your little life leads you. And I've been Comic Book Movie Guy. This has been a ton of fun. And we'll talk to you on the next one.